Hey everyone, welcome to Spill the V. I'm your host, Lauren Steinberg, founder of Queen V. Every episode, we'll be talking to amazing women who take risks and push boundaries in industries typically dominated by men. This podcast was started as a way to share stories with you that will hopefully inspire you. I wanted a way to spill the tea, or the V. This is Spill the V. Today we're going to dive in and talk about my story and how I was able to get my business, Queen V, off the ground. So I think it really just goes back to college. Just, you know, in college you're kind of learning who you are, you're experimenting with different types of jobs. Um, so I actually majored in journalism, print journalism in college. Um, important to note print because I did not want to be on camera with broadcast journalism. I like to be behind the scenes interviewing people and writing stories. Um, I always just have loved to write. In high school, I was on my uh, newspaper staff and, uh, you know, I was just constantly interviewing different students. And so that was kind of where my passion was. So when I went to college, it just felt like a no-brainer to major in journalism. So I remember I had to take um, just like an elective class and I decided uh, to take, it was like this class where it was almost like a late night show where you got to produce it. I went to the University of Southern California. So, you know, the whole producing thing was like a very big deal over there. So I was assigned one week to bring on the guest for the show. And I was just like, I don't know who I'm going to book. Like, I don't know anyone cool, but I was always obsessed with reality television. I would just love watching it. It kind of is just like an escape for me. So after I was done with homework or if I had just taken a final, like I would always just turn on the trashiest of the trashy reality shows. Um, I don't think it's trashy, but other people would say it's trashy. So at the time, my favorite shows, this is so embarrassing, but they were Honey Boo Boo and Toddlers and Tiaras, which were actually produced by the same production company. So I just sent a cold email to the production company saying I was a huge fan and I would love to interview uh, the head of the production company who created these awesome shows. And so I actually got a response and I was able to book a guy named Tom Rogan onto, uh, it was called See You at USC, I believe. So he came onto the show and we were hanging out in the the green room, which was just like a little classroom that had snacks in it. And I was fangirling over him. I was just telling him how obsessed I was with the shows and how I want, like, I wish I had been like a little toddler in a tiara entered in pageants when I was little and how I felt like my mom was the perfect mom for it. And he was like, you're so passionate about this. I feel like you should come intern for me. And I was like, yeah. So that was kind of when I learned that television was actually a business, which is kind of cool to think about, like something that you love so much is actually a job. So that summer I went and interned at Authentic Entertainment, which produces uh, those shows. And I got to learn a lot. I Every day was something different. One of my main jobs, which is so funny that this is a job, was listening to Honey Boo Boo speak and typing out what she was saying because a lot of it people just couldn't understand. So I just would listen over and over again to Honey Boo Boo speaking. Um, but that was just a really, really cool internship. And so throughout college, I really tried to just intern everywhere I could, especially since I went to school in Los Angeles. It was just really easy to try um, new things out. So I interned at um, you know a production company. I interned at Nickelodeon in scripted television because I didn't know if I would like scripted more. And then my senior year, I actually got my dream internship. I had been rejected from this internship so many times, and I finally got it my second semester senior year um, interning at ABC. So that to me was like 
a dream come true, even though, you know, half the time I was like cleaning out the storage closet or just watching television. Um, But at ABC, they produce some of the most amazing shows. They produce The Bachelor, um, (laughs) some of the most amazing shows. And the first show I saw is The Bachelor. I'm a a joke. Um, But I loved The Bachelor at the time. So it felt like a really big deal. But they also produce, obviously, some amazing scripted shows. So it was just so cool. Like I was on the Disney lot and this just felt like I, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be at a network. I wanted to be a network executive buying shows and getting to go to set and watch the shows being made. And then I got to give notes on the cuts. Like this was my dream job. Oh, and um, they gave you like this card where you got to go to Disneyland for free and the parking was free too. So it was just like the best internship. I met a ton of mentors there um, and I loved it. So While I was there, they explained to me that you should probably start at an agency because at an agency, you kind of learn the ins and outs of the business of television. Um, And obviously, I didn't want to start an agency. I wanted ABC to just hire me, uh, but they wouldn't do that. So after college, I started working at an agency called ICM, which was also in Los Angeles, and it was a really big deal. I got hired straight onto a desk which means I was working kind of as like an assistant for an agent. Um, there's, you know, under that you can work in the mail room, which is basically delivering mail to all the agents, but you get to learn everybody's name. But I got hired onto the desk. So it was like really cool. And obviously I was in the alternative television department, which really means uh, unscripted TV, which means reality TV. That's the classy way to, you know, name it. Um, and I was just so excited to be there. So I worked at ICM. My boss Uh, represented some really cool showrunners which are kind of like directors in reality tv again another fancy term for it Uh, and it was like kind of like my freshman year of college all over again like every um, assistant like we all went out together and we had so much fun and then we would go to work the next morning uh, and the hours were really long it was like 7 30 to like 9 or 10 p.m and I sometimes on my way home I would just cry because it just felt like my life was over and it was like welcome to the real world Lauren Um, but I think it's important to note that when I was there, you know, the head of the department was a male. My boss was a male. Most of the agents were males. A lot of the assistants were males and they were all great and really nice, but it was definitely super, super male. Um, so I put in a year there and, you know, I kind of just wanted to try something new. I wanted to get promoted. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I figured I had worked at the agency. I probably should go to a production company. So the next move I made, I went to a production company in Los Angeles and I got the role of a coordinator over there. So that was, you know, my next step to getting to work at ABC. And as a coordinator, it was awesome. Like I was working at a production company. So production companies actually make the television. Um, And so they did a little bit of scripted TV um, and unscripted um, aka reality tv and so I was it was cool it was very very creative I got to pitch my own ideas um, I, I had some really cool ideas for shows so it was awesome being able to be in a room and you know pitch those ideas I got to go and pitch shows to network executives which was really cool because I secretly really wanted to be on the network side so um, I got to meet everyone my whole team there was just really cool Um, But again, you know, the two founders of the company were men. Um, One of them to this day is still one of my mentors, and I I just appreciate his advice so much. And my direct boss was a male. So I 
you know, I was just always working for men and I didn't really realize how much of the industry was dominated by men until I really started to work in Hollywood. Um, you know, a lot of the showrunners, uh, you know, my team was mostly men. Um, and at the same time, I started to get these horrible infections, like vaginal infections, and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I just felt kind of like gross and I didn't want to talk about it. So I finally went to the gynecologist. Well, no, I didn't finally go to the gynecologist. First, I like called my mom and was like, mom, like this is what's happening to me. Like this is like, what is this? And then, uh, you know, she, my dad's a gynecologist, fun fact. So she called my dad and like wouldn't say it was me because that's so embarrassing. Uh, and he you know, obviously said like, hey, she has a yeast infection. Like, (laughs) and my dad totally knew it was me. It's so embarrassing. But I finally went to the gynecologist um, and I actually went, my first gyno I went to was actually a female and I had a really bad experience there. And so I was like, I'm never going to the gynecologist again. Like I was embarrassed. My mom went with me. And then uh, one of my best friends recommended another gynecologist who was male, um, which seemed a little scary at first. And then I ended up just loving him. Like it was just a really pleasant experience. And he asked me questions um, that the other gynecologist didn't ask me just about my vaginal routine. And I told him, you know, I was using soap and he explained pH balance to me, uh, which I didn't learn anything about in high school or college. And then, you know, he explained just, you know, how complex a vagina really is. So after that appointment, I, uh, you know, I went to my drugstore to go buy a product that would cure me of these yeast infections I was getting. And when I got there, I just didn't understand anything. Like the shelf was just so confusing and embarrassing and very medical and kind of just ugly. Like I know that's a weird word to use about a feminine hygiene set, but it was just not cute. So I bought a product um, and that was marketed towards helping cure me of these infections. And I went home and it was like so gross. It was like sticking a glue stick up me and then having it like slowly drip out overnight. And then when I woke up in the morning, I still had my infection. Um, so just being, you know, the curious person that I was and I, I didn't, quite frankly, I didn't have time to have a yeast infection. Like I had a full-time job. I was trying to get, you know, to the network level. So I started to research the ingredients and the products that I was using. And in this particular product, there was an ingredient called glycerin, Um, which I learned quickly was a sugar that could cause yeast infections. So I went back to the drugstore and I looked again for another product. And what I slowly realized was there were no products on the market that really fit my needs. And so this is kind of when the idea for Queen V was born. I didn't act on it immediately. It just kind of was in the back of my head. So, you know, kept working at this production company And I had this really cool opportunity to work with a network, um, not ABC, but a network in general, um, on creating shows with brands. So just like an example, think of like a furniture store in your local area. They want to be on TV. So it was developing a show in partnership with that brand um, that we could take to the network and put it on the air and people would just be aware of like that furniture store. So my job was just to come up with this like awesome creative on like what the the furniture show could be. So, you know, it's like, is it a design show? Is it like, let's go into someone's dorm and like revamp it with new furniture? Um, And I had a lot of fun doing that, but I slowly realized that I actually liked working with the brands way more than working with television. 
So after a year, I um, started working at another agency in Hollywood, um, actually in their licensing division. So I was working um, with really cool brands and licensing their names out. So again, made another switch. Clearly, I'm very indecisive. Uh, And it was awesome. Again, it was run by a male. And I I just couldn't stop thinking about this idea for Queen V. It wasn't called Queen V at the time. It was, you know, my vagina wannabe company. Um, And so I decided I, I should just start working on it. Just, you know, let's just put the pen to the paper and go. So at night when I would get home from my job, Um, I would just come up with like ideas for products that I wish I had had. Um, So I I was using that Mario Badescu rose water spray on my face in the morning and it felt so good and hydrating. I was like, I wish I had this for my vagina. So I wrote down like rose water spray for vagina. Um, And, you know, I love to take bubble baths on Sundays. My job was so stressful and I love to just relax on Sundays. But every time I took a bath, I was getting an infection and I didn't know why. And, you know, it was probably because of the ingredients in the bubble bath I was using. So I wrote pH balance bubble bath that won't like won't cause infections and will just get me to relax and I won't have to worry about anything. And so that's kind of how Queen V really started. So I was working on the brand side. I loved my department. I was actually really passionate about what I was doing, but I was also learning a lot about how to create a brand and like, you know, what is a brand and what are retailers and um, it was just a really, really cool experience. As, you know, time passed, I started to think about what am I passionate about in life? course at like 23 years old I'm like what am I passionate about in life it sounds so teenage drama queen um and I loved what I was doing but I just nothing like felt very fulfilling and the idea of going to a network kind of just felt like really far off I just wasn't sure that I wanted to do that anymore um and I was just I was having so much fun coming up with ideas for this vagina brand like I and then like what what would happen is I would have these awesome ideas and then I would like be like I really want this product I need this product but nobody's making this product um so again I started to just work on it like before work after work it started to become like a daily habit I would wake up early work on it get home from work shower eat dinner and then work again and then wake up and then work on it again I started to make a deck um I didn't know what a deck was but I knew it kind of had to have more information on what I thought the brand was, like what it stood for, the ingredients we were going to use versus the ingredients we weren't going to use, more products. And then at the same time, uh, my boyfriend, his name's Oliver, shout out to OB, um, he was also creating a brand um, in the crafting space. And so he had a connection to Target. And he, you know, asked for a favor with Target and said, hey, will you meet with My girlfriend, Lauren, she's really smart and has like a really cool concept. So I flew to Minneapolis and I met with a buyer at Target and she was really nice and had some really great feedback for me. And, you know, she wanted to pursue Queen V. So I took her feedback into consideration and I kept working on this, you know, after work, before work. And it slowly got to the point where I just realized that I didn't want to be at the agency that I was at anymore. You know, it just, I wasn't excited to go to work every day. I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. I really, really liked working on Queen V and I knew that if I needed these products, other women probably needed these products as well. This is like in, I went on, sorry, the timeline's a little confusing because everything with Queen V has happened so quickly, but this is around like Thanksgiving break of 2017. 
2018, I want to say. So my boyfriend, again, shout out to Oliver again, um, was having coffee with a man named Andy Dunn, who's the former CEO of Bonobos, which is an awesome men's clothing company. It was acquired by Walmart. um, And he was bragging about, you know, his girlfriend's working at this agency, but she's actually so passionate about this vagina company. And Andy said, oh, you know, I think that this is something Walmart would be really into. Can you have her fly to Arkansas? And, you know, I was on a plane like the next day. This is over like Thanksgiving break to Arkansas. And I pitched Queen V in the room and the response was amazing. Like I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like when I say I pitched it, it was just kind of me telling my story, talking about the products. Um, I spoke about 11 different products or actually maybe it was like 13 products and in the room they were interested in 11 products so when I got home from Arkansas I called my dad and I was like hey dad like you know I had a really great meeting at Walmart I think that I need to pursue Queen Bee full-time and my dad is a doctor and is very like traditional was like you are not doing this full-time like you need a commitment in writing and I was like dad I don't know you know if I'm gonna get this in writing I really feel like this is you know, my passion. And so I spoke spoke with my boyfriend and my mom and my dad, and we all kind of just decided like, hey, you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I, I have very minimal bills to pay. Like, let's take this risk. So um, in December, I decided to quit my job. Um, and I spoke with my boss and I just told him, you know, I, I was going to try to pursue something that I was passionate about. So I left my job, my amazing job, which was really hard to do. And in January 2018, I decided to pursue Queen V full time. So luckily, um, Walmart did decide to commit to ordering products for Queen V. And so, you know, they wanted it uh, in their DCs in March, which just means kind of like their, I guess they're like storage facility so that they can put it on the shelf. And the launch date was April 16th, 2018. That was, you know, how much time I had to make these products. And so I started reaching back out to the manufacturers that I had found. And I said, hey, I got a commitment from Walmart. Like, how quickly can you make these products? And they all thought I was crazy. Um, But luckily, they knew my story, knew my vision. And Um, All the products were made in America, so we were able to deliver in time, in full, uh, which is crazy to say. So, I mean, I can go into details on just creating products. Um, It might be another podcast episode that I have to do, but it all happened really quickly. And I mean, there were so many things that went wrong. I'm making this sound so easy. And so just like, you guys should all start your own company. It's very easy. But I, looking back now, I realize how lucky I am to have Walmart, you know, commit to 11 products in 4,100 Walmarts with a female founder, just a founder in general. That's, I was 23, I think at the time that had never created a business before. Um, And I think that what made me able to do this was just not knowing what I was doing. I always say to people, it's okay to not know what you're doing. I actually think it benefits you in a way because you don't do things the traditional way. So in Hollywood, I was getting, I wasn't getting a lot of jobs because I was like this 21 year old girl who, you know, thought she was going to be a network executive. And they, a lot of the feedback I got was, oh, she's just, I'm so sorry. She's just too green for the job, which just means too inexperienced, which is very funny because it actually really came into handy when I was creating Queen V. 
So Queen V launched on April 16th, 2018 in 4,100 doors with 11 different products at Walmart. Um, and then, you know, the response had just been amazing. Every, every, I knew that Queen V would work. I really did know deep down it would work because I knew that if I needed these products, again, other women did need these products. And it was just eye catching. Like Queen V catches your eye on the shelf. And then once you use the products, you get just sucked in because they're amazing and they actually work and they're affordable. So after we launched at Walmart, I had free people in Urban Outfitters reach out to me, which was such a dream come true. Those are some of my favorite stores and they wanted to carry Queen V products. So Queen V is now sold at Free People and Urban Outfitters. And then, you know, I just went into pitching Queen V everywhere. So I've been traveling a lot. And this year we were lucky enough to launch at Target, which again was a dream come true retailer. Um, and we also launched at Rite Aid, which is so exciting. Like Rite Aid is the store I went to when I was a little kid to go get products. So being able to see my products on the shelf at Rite Aid is a dream come true. We've also just developed such an amazing relationship with the buyer at Walmart who is amazing and we've launched seven new products at Walmart. So we're just constantly developing new products, innovating in a space that is ripe for innovation and giving women products that they want. We also have another amazing launch coming up in July that I'm so excited to share. And Queen V's just on fire. So when I created Queen V in the deck, I remember writing how important it was to me to just be surrounded by women, to be able to have a team of women. I think that the reason that Queen V is so successful is because the brand is just really authentic. It's created by a now 25-year-old female founder. My entire team is all amazing millennial women who have different strengths than myself. So I always advise women when they're starting a business to surround themselves with people who are smarter than they are or people who just have different strengths. Um, because all together, you know, I always say teamwork makes the dream work. Again, it was really important to me too that Queen V had a bigger mission. Obviously, you know, we create these awesome, amazing, effective, affordable products, but our main mission really is to destigmatize the word vagina and women's health in general. When I started pitching Queen V, nobody was talking about vaginas. Like it was, I mean, it's crazy because now, like, I would say, like, feminine hygiene is kind of, like, trendy. Like, women, like, want these products. There's so many new brands popping up. But when I started it, like, vaginas were just not, like, doctor's priorities. They weren't, you know, company's priorities. And I think that, like, ever since Queen V launched, like, every retailer has been just leaning in so heavily. Like, even Free People and Urban, they have a self-love section, which is something that's so awesome. So we opened this up to our followers um, to ask some questions, and I picked three of the ones that I thought that were, you know, the most interesting. So the first question I got was, what was one of the most difficult moments when getting Queen V off the ground? Uh, so I, you know, I always go back to I'm a Virgo, and I'm very affected when Mercury is in retrograde. So when Queen V launched, Mercury was in retrograde the first round and the second time, actually, as well. That's just my luck. Um, but anything that can go wrong really went wrong with Queen V. So I remember at a certain point, there were like four nor'easters going on, um, and my DC is on the East Coast. So I had to make the decision whether or not I wanted to have products on time at Walmart or if I wanted to wait for the nor'easters to be over. And I obviously picked Walmart, like Walmart's my number one priority. And I got a call saying that my bottles of Make It Rain had arrived, but they froze in the truck on the way to the DC and they cracked. So all the liquid was leaking out of the bottles. 
So that was really difficult. I, I remember just like crying and saying I might just give up. I don't know what to do, but I couldn't like let anyone down. Um, I would say another really difficult moment was just getting comfortable talking about my vagina. Like that is just, it's so personal. Like it's known as like your private part. Um, so just being able to talk about it, talk about my issues, even just say the word vagina. Like I know that sounds so basic, but like just saying it um, in front of, you know, male investors and male retailers, just in front of my team in general, like just getting over that hump was difficult. So the second question is, how did you begin with starting your own company? So I think I kind of answered this a little bit in my story, but I think it just starts with putting an idea on paper. So it's really easy to talk about an idea that you have, but it's actually really hard to execute on it. So my piece of advice would be to just put your ideas on a piece of paper and then just do a little bit of research like you know into the space that you're wanting to go into so the feminine hygiene space really there were no brands innovating um you know if you're entering into a space like let me think of an example I would say you know clothing is pretty crowded makeup is pretty crowded skincare is pretty crowded like is there an opportunity to build a successful business in the space that you're looking to go after Um, that's my advice on that one. And then the third question is, can you talk about the motivation you use to stay encouraged in a male-dominated industry? Okay, this is a great question. Um, So when I started Queen Bee, I hired a PR firm and they sent me an email basically saying, and not basically, they literally said, you're just a girl with a company that hasn't even launched yet. And that really pissed me off. I actually put just a girl um, on my whiteboard so that I could look at it every single day and like prove them wrong. Um, So I think that that really helped me. And then again, like in the difficult times, like the times are really difficult. And that's, I think, why it's so important to be passionate about what you're doing, because if you're not passionate about it, you're going to probably give up. So I think just, you know, knowing that, again, there were no products like these out there for women and that I needed these products, like I really needed these products. If nobody else was going to create them, like I needed to create them myself. So that was kind of my motivation. Thank you guys so much for listening. This was actually really great. I don't go to therapy and I felt like this was kind of my therapy. Um, So it felt really nice to just be able to talk about myself and everything that I've accomplished because I feel like a lot of the times as women, we don't acknowledge how much we've accomplished. Um, Sometimes, not that I'm embarrassed by it, but I don't I don't know. I don't like to talk about it because I feel like if you talk about it, then it's considered bragging. But I think it really is important to acknowledge what you've done and be proud of it and share your story because it might inspire somebody else. Um, So if you guys want to follow along with our podcast, be sure to follow um, at Spill the V on Instagram. And then my personal Instagram is at Lowstein. If you have any other questions that I didn't answer, I'm always available and I love um, helping women build businesses and just giving advice in general. And if you want to follow along even further, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can get notified every single time we post a new episode. The next few episodes are amazing and you guys will not want to miss them. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is Spill the Beast.